Hi, everyone. This is Eric Martin from the band Mr. Big, the handsome one that stands right in the middle. That's me. And you're listening to Music Mania Podcast. Thank you so much, man. I, I love talking about the things that I love, Clint. And for you to allow me to do it with you, uh, I am the Music Mania Podcaster. You are the best. You got the best. We roll tonight to the guitar fight. And for those about to rock, I salute you. You ready for some screaming heavy metal? Scream for me, Brazil! Scream for me, Brazil! We rock! You are now listening to the Music Mania Podcast. Brought to you by CD Warehouse in Gladstone, the number one hard rock podcast in the Midwest, featuring hard-hitting interviews with rock's living legends. And now, here's your host, Clint Schweitzer. The summer may be winding down, but things are just getting started here on the Music Mania podcast. Welcome to the show, Clint Schweitzer, your host as always. Thank you so much for hitting that subscribe button on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, or Spotify. Any way you choose to take in your podcast, we have your back. Always appreciate you visiting us on our website, musicmaniapodcast.com. That's where all of our shows are archived. I believe this one is number 190, so we are closing in on 200 shows here. It feels great. The summer may be winding down, but we are just getting started here on the Music Mania Podcast as the interviews are ramping up bigger and better than ever. In fact, today I'm going to be joined by none other than John Gallagher, frontman and bassist from the band Raven. The new wave of British heavy metal was such a heavily influential scene. We're going to talk to John about going out with Metallica on their first U.S. tour. Yes, Raven were the headliners on said tour. We're going to get all the stories about that. Touring with bands like Motorhead, Whitesnake, Ozzy, Iron Maiden. We're going to get to the bottom of it all with John Gallagher. And Raven has a new album about to drop on September 18th through SPV Steamhammer. It's called Metal City. You can check out the lyric video to Top of the Mountain today. It is an absolutely in-your-face, rip-roaring good time from Raven, a band that has just earned a lot of respect from fans around the world. It's going to be great to catch up with John Gallagher about all the goings-on, how many shows they've had to cancel, what are their future plans for touring. We're going to find out all of it here And I'll tell you what, Raven is just a band that I have a lot of respect for. They're still around putting out new material. It's been five years. Uh, The track listing of this one, we got 10 new songs, and there's a song on it called Motorhead, and we're going to ask about that. Uh, John's got a long history, of course, with Motorhead, definitely one of the running mates from the new wave of British heavy metal scene that was going on starting in the mid-70s over in England. So there's a nice little tribute to Lemmy and the guys from Motorhead. Um, It's a great song. There's a great song on it called Human Race, Metal City itself. The title track, Break, is a tremendous song. Guys, go to the website, ravenlunatics.com, and you can find out ways you can pre-order this album. Go to their Facebook um, as well, and you can check out all the information on it. Guys, I hope you're having a tremendous summer as we're approaching Labor Day weekend. A lot of fun still to be had as we are inching towards, dare I say, football season. Just two weeks from uh, yesterday, uh, September the 10th, the Chiefs are going to be taking on the Houston Texans in the first NFL game of the season. And just a few months ago, we thought maybe that would not be possible, but yet here we are. So there is some hope. Things are going to get better around here. We're going to get back to touring. We're going to get back to live music at some point, guys. It's not today, but it will be someday. So thank you so much for sticking with us 
through all the summer months here, and we hope you guys have had a tremendous one and hope you have a great autumn coming up as well. Without further ado, we want to go ahead and bring you this week's interview with John Gallagher from Raven. John, this is a loaded question, but how have things been going? New Raven album on the horizon, and you've had some a few months to uh, to maybe put this together. How has kind of the COVID-19 situation, has it, has it kind of helped you guys find the, find the time to put the finishing touches on this? Uh, it's basically, we've been very lucky the way it's worked out. We initially wanted to bring out the album earlier this year, but we had some delays due to the artwork and also we wanted the tour and the lineup we wanted for Europe. Uh, the other bands couldn't commit. And we just decided to postpone everything. And literally, as soon as we said that, then there was the lockdown. So it's actually worked out okay for us because the record's going to come out at a time where people are dying for anything music-related. So we are going to give them a great album for sure. You definitely have one here. I've just been listening to it, John. I'm so impressed with this work. I love the drum sound. And I'll tell you, that's a big deal for you guys. Um, talk to us about that. You've worked with a new drummer now for the for the past few years. What's it been like uh, with Mike on board? What, what how, how how do you think? What 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 has he brought to the band? Because to me, the drum sound is as strong as it's been on a Raven album in many years. Yeah, I mean, Mike's just a ball of energy. You know, it, it's really <laughs> kicked helped kick everything into like a new level. I mean, we knew we had a great album written before Mike, you know, was part of the band are even involved in any any way at all uh and once his input came into it just the playing and the energy and the the creativeness his uh, technical ability is like just off the charts uh so we just told him go nuts do your thing and if necessary we'll follow your lead in certain places you know as far as the arrangements are concerned and it just worked out wonderful. Uh, and a lot of things were very difficult putting this record together. I mean, it really took, until now, it really took about almost three years. And we did not want that to happen, but it did. But in a sense, you know, maybe that's what had to happen in order to make it come together this way. Because this is the best thing we've ever done. I, I really believe that. And to have, you know, for a number of years, oh, I like your new record, I still love the old ones. This one <laughs> is that record that you can say this is as good, if not better. And personally, I think it's better. Uh, you know, so after 46 years, we're throwing the gauntlet down <laughs> and saying, beat that. We've come up with the best thing we've done while you guys are putting out so, so washed up, you know, lazy records. We're not doing that. We're doing the real deal. This is the real deal. There is a ferocity to, the, to this album, a youthfulness. I mean, I, I think that uh, you know it's 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 really impressive. So, talk to us about the uh, the song "Top of the Mountain." You did a, a lyric video for that song. Why why did you kind of want to start off featuring that song with with a video? Um, a lot of great songs on this album, but "Top of the Mountain" definitely one of the standouts. I figured it was. I mean, we've been playing it live, funnily enough, for like the last couple of years because we just wanted to do something new. And it was wonderful getting that fresh reaction from a song that nobody's heard. 
and just seeing how it went down. And by the time you get the second chorus, everyone's got their fists in the air shouting along, you know you're on the right track. So we knew that was a great pick for the first song to release off the record because it's it's got its foot in both camps. You know, it, it's got something new about it, but it's also got that uh, familiar, you know, it, it, I mean, it, it's parts of it sound like it could be off rock until you drop or wiped out, you know, and it's got that energy. So it was the perfect synergy to, to put that out, you know. Yeah, well, well, tremendous stuff. Um, John, I'm so excited for you guys. Raven has just always been one of those bands, so respected. Um, you guys have a fan base, and it, it, you got, people know kind of what you're going to get from a Raven album, but this is taking it to a new level. I mean, the last album you came out with was in 2015, so you've had five years to really, to really do this. Do you feel... You know the fact that you were able to really uh, entrench into this album and, and and dig into it for the last five years, that's been that has to have paid dividends for you guys, hasn't it? Well, yeah, but I mean, like I said, we did not want to take five years to do this. It, it just yeah. happened that way. The initial sessions were abortive due to uh, malfeasance. Let's say it didn't <laughs> work out that way. We had to take our toys and go somewhere else. And we were going to wait until Mike had his studio built, but then we ended up doing it with Michael Wagner in Nashville to do the tracking for the bass guitars and, and the vocals. And that was awesome, working with our old friend once again, who's, you know, he's the guy if you want guitars, you know, and he's brilliant with the vocals. We, we just got everything just the way we wanted it. Uh, but when it came to the mix, it wasn't quite, what we wanted so we auditioned that out to a number of people so that took more time and then we got zeus who came in and did a killer job on that so it's got that old school feel it's organic but it sounds you know modern 21st century without sounding fake you know the and best it's got a song worlds. absolutely and it's got a song on it called motorheadin uh, a nice little tribute to your former mates, uh, your mates in Motorhead there, and 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 Lemmy. Who it's unbelievable to think about. It's almost been five years since we lost Lemmy, and uh, they were, you know, flag wavers uh, from the new wave of British heavy metal movement, as you guys were. Just just talk about Lemmy and kind of what uh, what he meant to you, and kind of what Motorhead meant to you guys, kind of coming up through the clubs there in uh, in England. Yeah, well, we we opened first for Motorhead in '82. And, you know, I'd seen them at the Reading Festival down in England, in the south of England, 79. And they sounded like a, they were playing through a broken transistor radio. It sounded absolutely <laughs> dreadful. But when we played with them in 82 on the Iron Fist tour, I mean, they were louder than God. It was ridiculous. And they were so out of it. And it's like, how are you even functioning? <laughs> well, they, but they got on stage and, you know, it it, it, it was, uh, well, it was one of those points where you watch and go, well, we're not going to do that because they played like seven new songs in a row or something. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely oh, mental. And we played with them many times over the years and Lemmy was always uh, the ringleader uh, and very, very funny, sharp wit. Absolutely. Um, just talk about kind of the genesis of Raven because, I mean, you guys were formed in the mid-70s, yet it was 1981 until you came out with uh, Rock Until You Drop. What what were those years, those six years like 
for you guys slugging it out in the in, in the clubs i mean obviously it was a very blue collar uh, existence for you guys back then in, in england what, what was what were those six years like for you before you dropped that first album well we learned our trade you know uh we formed the band before we could really play we got our first instruments christmas 1974 played our first show probably a year later chris around december 1975 uh late in 76 started playing pubs and the club circuit the working men club which is you know brutal entertain us or die you know there's no half measures but that's the northeast fans in general very fair but vicious <laughs> if they like you they will love you for forever and if they hate you they will hunt you down and kill you so i mean that that was a, a great uh, basis a, a great place to learn our trade and from that i mean even early in the 80s when we we, we had some dates opening for white snake it was like Gary Moore's dropped off the tour. Can you guys play in Sheffield tomorrow? It's like, yeah. And we get there, and the first the audience hears about it is, hey, how are you doing tonight? Gary Moore can't be here. Here's Raven. And, you know, <laughs> hardcore fans going, boo. And we won them over because that's, that's our job. That's what we do. Get out there, cajole them, you know. Worst case scenario, you make them hate you even more than when you walked on. <laughs> That's, uh, hey, I mentioned it being very blue collar there in England, but I didn't quite have it pegged to that extent. That's uh, oh, that, that... <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely watering it down a little bit. Some of the language was choice, let me tell you. Well, you, you guys in the early 80s, you mentioned opening for White Snake, but uh, you, you, you talked about Motorhead and uh, Ozzy and, and, and Iron Maiden at that time. Did you feel in England in the early 80s that there was kind of a groundswell of this of this movement that wound up being referred to as the new wave of British heavy metal? Were you aware that it was building there? Yeah, I mean, people ask me now, like, you know, you were a member of the new wave of British heavy metal. And I go, whoa, 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 it wasn't a club. You know, we didn't <laughs> have like uh, plastic cords with our name on and a number, you know. It was totally organic and it was an era rather than a genre, you know. Yeah. It just happened that there was a lot of kids who loved hard, heavy music and wanted to play it and ended up, you know, in the public eye, as it were, because all of those bands are really different from each other. You know, we're not like Diamond Head. Diamond Head's not like Saxon. Saxon's not like Iron Maiden. Iron Maiden weren't like Def Leppard. But the one thing all those bands and the other bands had was a passion and an energy. You know, and that transcended all the other stuff. Definitely. Does it so shock you? Could you? Feel, you could feel there was something yeah. in the air. You know. Does Does it shock you that uh, forty years later, we're still talking about bands like Raven releasing new music and touring? We're still talking about White Snake touring, Iron Maiden as big as they've ever been globally. Does it Does it shock you that this music has endured for forty for forty years? No, it really doesn't. You know why? Because when I was a kid in 1976 and I got to hear Judas Priest's Sad Wings of Destiny, or when I was a kid in 1973 and got to see Slade live on stage, that was, uh, you know, this was our religion. This it cut us and we would bleed heavy metal and riffs. And 
you know, this stuff is not a fad. It, it was never going yeah. away. And, you know, things change and the wheel turns and maybe it's more popular and then it goes away. But, you know, we're the cockroaches of the music business. You'll never <laughs> kill us out. You'll, we'll always come back one way or another. And right now it's uh, the wheels turning. It's, it's a good time for heavy metal overall, you know. I, I absolutely agree with that, John, and I'm so glad uh, that that's the case. Um, what, I want to talk to you a little bit about uh, America, because you, one of the, one of Metallica's first tours they did in America was with you guys. But w- talk about kind of that tour with Metallica, what it was like, what are your memories of it, and just kind of b- the significance and sort of the difficulties of breaking into the mainstream in America versus in, in Europe. Yeah, well, it's obviously a lot harder to do that in America because it's, you know, gigantic in comparison. It really is. But uh, we came over in 82, Halloween, played the Halloween Headbangers Ball and a couple of club shows. And, you know, let's come back in 83 and do it right and do a headlining tour. And John Z had said, hey, I've got the, the biggest band in San Francisco to open for you guys. And we're looking at each other like, Y and T? There's no Metallica. We're like, who? And, you know, heard the demo tape. It sounded like Motorhead on crack. We're like, okay, these guys sound cool. Let's do it. And, you know, they were four young kids out of California. It was their first tour. And they learned the ropes. And we had a great time. Um, You know, we played some big cities. But we also played places like Bald Knob, Arkansas. And very... (laughs) We, we played a bar in Oklahoma that was straight out of the Blues Brothers, but it didn't have the chicken wire. So when they <laughs> threw stuff, you got hit, you know? <laughs> well, I'm from Missouri, so I'm sure you ventured up this way a little bit too. Some of those same same exact clubs, like from the movie Roadhouse. <laughs> that would be oh, jealous. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, you know, that that builds years, character. We've, we've, done, we've certainly done them. But well, it was, uh, you know, for three young kids out of Newcastle to come and travel America from end to end was just eye-opening, you know? And the one thing we did see was opportunity. Certainly. Uh, and, and here we are. John, how many date, how many tour dates uh, have has affected you guys during this COVID crisis? I didn't know what your touring was going to look like kind of before all this and then, um, you know, kind of what you can plan for if you can plan at all for taking uh you know this album metal city on the road when and if we can get back to touring here soon well we would have been touring right through of course but uh, we postponed the album which we kind of had to because we didn't have the artwork 100 percent together uh and the tour we didn't have the opening bands we wanted they couldn't commit for those dates so we said "Eh, let's put it off to later and then COVID happened. So it's worked out for us, actually. We have a European tour booked for February. And all things being equal, we'll be out doing that. And then we'll follow on from there. Because you do know that the virus will disappear on November 4th, right? <laughs> I, I, I wasn't going to bring that up, but I completely agree with you. That seems about the, the time that, uh, that it might just expire. Yeah, that's kind of yeah, what I think, too. <laughs> I think so. I think so. <laughs> Uh, I mean, it's That's funny. you know, we we can we can laugh and joke and we can tell the truth, but uh, right, 
we're stuck in this horrible situation and I, I just hope for everyone's sake that this clears up very quickly and we can all get back to uh, kicking ass. Put it that That's way. what it's all about, John. I got to ask you before we let you go. I mean, you <laughs> you have worked with your brother Mark side by side for the past 45 years. What, what What's that been like for you? What's your relationship like, um, kind of working relationship? And then is it, how do you turn it off and sort of just be brothers after after the, the music is over? What, what's it been like for you working with them? Well, we're two different people, but we fit together like two sides of a coin, you know. Uh, we, we definitely have a, a shared passion for what we do, and that rubs off musically. He'll play something, I'll play something complimentary, boom, without even thinking about it. You know, I know the right the right part to make it bigger and better. And we used to fight when we were kids, but then when we started playing guitar, we just started taking it out on the instruments and smashing those up instead. So we, you know, occasionally there's arguments and disagreements and they blow over. We get on with it, you know. Well... John, we got to point people in the right direction here because the website is ravenlunatics.com. If people want to go and, and pre-order the album, which comes out September 18th, wh where's the best place to go do that? And is there a physical copy, I assume? I think you have a CD available. Is there uh, kind of anything special, a vinyl or yeah. digital releases? Well, where, where can we go and pre-order that right now? There's, there's links for Amazon. There's links for Barnes & Noble. There's links for Fi. If anyone's on Facebook and wants to look at my page, John Gallagher Raven, there's links up on there. Uh, the links will be up on the website. The website's being revamped at the moment, so you might not see much of anything, but it, it's going to be up and running very soon. We'll have all that good stuff. And, you know, just uh, it, the, the vinyl, purple vinyl. Uh, wow. I believe you actually get a CD in with it as well. I mean, I know the Europeans are definitely doing that. The artwork, it's like comic book. There's a piece of art for each song. The thank you list is the ad page, like in the old Marvel or DC comics. We had a blast putting it together. It's really cool. Uh, and the people that have seen it so far have been blown away. Yeah. I was going to say, the it looks a little comic book like. There's the, the cover is amazing. The packaging looks tremendous. I was going to say, it has a comic book vibe to it. So that's really cool. Yeah, it's the whole package. You know, you, if you've got a good album, you. you you got to have uh, the window dressing for it too. And we'd, it took a lot of work, and but well worth it, absolutely. I'm blown away well, by it. John, I'm blown away by this album. Best of luck to you. Congratulations on this, um, this work that you guys have done. It's tremendous. I love Raven. Love you guys so much. Hopefully we get things back to normal. We get Raven to America here uh, at, at some point and get a, get a proper tour done for Metal City because the album deserves it and the, the crowds are, are definitely waiting for you guys. We love you. Thank you so much. Wow. Thank you so much. We'll see you 2021. Hell yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you so much to John. It was tremendous catching up with him via Skype all the way from England. Raven have delivered another classic. And in John's words, it is the best album they've ever done. Strong words from a strong man. Metal City is the name of it. And it comes out September 18th via SPV Steve Hammer. So go check them out at their website, ravenlunatics.com. Check us out on our website, musicmaniapodcast.com. That's where you can get all of our shows, all the archives. Again, this is show number 190. We can't thank you guys enough. A lot of big interviews coming up. I am taping them fast and furious. We got Mike Reno, the front man from Loverboy coming up. Rowan Robertson, 
from Radio the Rock Vault and Dio. It's all on the horizon. Still working out a date with uh, drummer Matt Starr from Ace Freely. It's just going to keep getting bigger and better here on the Music Mania Podcast. Thank you guys so much for sticking with us. We'll catch you guys next week once again.